Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. Yes, I just gone in 20 Central African time at the time of the morning where you join us on Quickfire Q&A with Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Get your questions through on our number. WhatsApp number is 084-786-3720. Yes, Alhamdulillah. He is, uh, yeah, he's uh, moving around the country. He's got his tour on the Sira tour of uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, uh, the man, uh, the Mufti from uh, Kaap. He is in the Vidbanka this morning. Vidbanka, I knew there's a soccer team called Vidbanka Black Aces. I don't know if they're still in uh, uh, circulation. But uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful Jumma morning, uh, Mufti Saab? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Hey, Shifat and all our listeners out there, you know, indeed, uh, it's very, very good for me to uh, uh, be on travel this uh, point in time, meeting our Muslim brothers uh, across South Africa, you know, right now coming from uh, uh, Bank, from the house of my good uh, dear friend and a fellow uh, Haji, you know, Yusuf uh, Bamji. So, uh, alhamdulillah, Shifat, they're giving salams to you also from this side of the world, G. Walaikum salam to all of them, uh, Mufti Saba. We are one a big uh, family. Looking, talking about big family. The big questions are coming through, and this one says, "Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Please uh, comment on Ramaphosa's visit to Saudi. Hey, I hope it's not the birds of a feather flocking together." Shafat, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's not the first one. Uh, Mandela went already. Zuma went. Uh, Tabu Mbeki went to Saudi Arabia because uh, they established some sort of ties way back in 1994. Already, but this is a special meeting because it's one oppressor meeting another oppressor. So, you know, and both of them are completely useless to their citizens of uh, their respective countries. It won't benefit us anything this side, but perhaps it will benefit those in the tender business and those uh, looting the country. You know, they will benefit from such visits. But for us, it will be life as normal. So there's nothing really uh, to comment on that. It's just another foreign trip, another uh, feather in his cap, you know, to say that he has been there. and uh, But it won't benefit us, G. Yeah, it's a deal to deal of deal of death uh, denial. And, you know, these are war-making uh, machines, uh, uh, you know, factories that make war machines and so forth. So it's all about, you know, wheeling and dealing at the expense of mankind, where, the, you know, the misery is put upon mankind, food shortages, water shortages, electricity, and uh, orchestrated wars where, law, you know, innocent lives are lost. But it means nothing to these people. Why, Mufti Saab? Why? It means absolutely nothing to them because power corrupts. Power without piety will corrupt Shafat. And uh, in these uh, satanic democratic systems, you know, and in some places like in Saudi Arabia also, self-imposed uh, authoritarianship also, so, uh, you know, in that particular monarchy, they continue to do this to show their brutal force and it's a display of power in making the people more stupid out there. We see at Yemen the people being bombed there, people being uh, maimed, uh, people without basic needs and supplies. You come further down to South Africa, our economy is in disarray, the people are suffering here, uh, joblessness, you know, Everything is on the increase, and these people have time for globe trotting. So these are the the leaders that we have elected, and this is the price that we have to pay. G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab. This question says, Mufti, is it compulsory to offer a refund policy to customers? It is mustahab. It is mustahab. It is sunnah, and preferable to offer a refund policy. 
uh, to customers. In some places, it will even be compulsory, especially when uh, it is a faulty item, a faulty uh, commodity that a person purchased from you. In that case, you will have to refund him also. So these uh, policies, you know, you have to put it up. Uh, you can display it also there to encourage people that uh, we are strictly following the Sunnah teachings of Rasulullah Islam, because this forms part of you, uh, part of business, Islamic business practices, Shabbatji. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. Someone told me it is haram to read a salah with short sleeves. Is this correct? It is not haram to read uh, your salah with short sleeves. It is, however, detestable. It is makru to read uh, your salah with uh, short sleeves. You know, it is best to have your arms covered in salah. And then also, Shabbat, we're reading salah for who? And in front of who are we standing? We're standing in, fr- in front of Rabbul Alameen, in front of our Creator. So the least we can do also is uh, look presentable because uh, this is our communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For any other p- appointment, we will dress uh, for the occasion and we will look and smell our best also. Similarly, sh- uh, Salah should take priority over all of uh, these things. G. Can I ask uh, someone else uh, to pay my zakah? You can ask someone else, you can appoint someone else also. Uh, that person will act on behalf of you, so that person will become your wakil. So what you do is you ask him to pay zakat on uh, on uh, your behalf, and in future if you want to reimburse him, you can reimburse him for paying that zakat on your behalf. Mufti Saba, what is the ruling regarding a person who rejects hadith and says the only believe, uh, that uh, he only believes in the Qur'an? Uh, sadly, these uh, uh, people, they are on the increase, especially amongst uh, certain of our academics. Uh, they are rejecting uh, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in saying that the Qur'an is sufficient uh, for us. So they're not doing something new. They're actually uh, following people before them, and most probably there will be people after them. So they are open sinners. They are fasiqeen. They are transgressors, you know, because you cannot understand the Sharia without looking at the blessed hadith of Rasulullah Wasallam. How do you know when he was born? How do you know how many raka'ats to perform? How do you know how to perform salah? All of our actions are taken from the sunnah. Uh, Shafat, the Quran mentions salah only. He didn't say when and what time to make salah. And uh, even in, uh, in, if you look at other laws also, the Quran says they chop the end off. A person who steals, it doesn't say what part of the hand. Is it including the elbow? Is it below the elbow? Is it just the hand? So all of these things, you know, it is taken from the blessed sunnah teachings of Rasulullah wasallam. Those people who are claiming that they are the Ahlul Qur'an, that they only follow the Qur'an, they are indeed misguided. They are devious. We should stay far, far away from them. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Mufti Saab, and uh, it's a stupendous uh, problem, especially in uh, these times. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Is there a reward if a man stays in the masjid after salah without making any ibadah? Uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, there's tremendous reward for such a person. Your intention should be to make a nafal i'tikaf, that you are sitting there the moment you enter the masjid, make that intention for nafal i'tikaf, and then when you sit after salah, you sit in that same uh, spot that you read salah. From that time until the next salah, the malaika is making du'a of istighfar for you. They're praying for you, you know, and then you will be rewarded for sitting, just for sitting there in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See, so what an easy way uh, to build up your uh, investment in the year after, to build up your account in the akhirah. So if you have time, sometime, then you have to practice upon these things because it comes in various ahadith, the reward of sitting and waiting from one salah to the other salah, even without making any specific ibadah, just sitting there, that in itself becomes an act of ibadah,
Uh, Mufti Sahib, is it uh, bida to wipe uh, your face after making wahoo? It is not uh, innovation. It is not uh, a bida to wipe your face after making dua, you know, because it is in actual fact, it is a sunnah to wipe the hands uh, over the face after making dua shivat. So uh, there again, we should be careful what we label as innovation and what is in actual fact a sunnah uh, teaching of Rasulullah Wasallam ji. Uh, Mufti, can I claim money from my workplace uh, for unfair dismissal? Is the funds halal? Yes, if you have uh, a record in place, if you have uh, an agreement in place with your employer that uh, in the case of unfair dismissal, that he should uh, compensate you, then you can claim that funds. Uh, and if you get that funds also, it will be permissible for you because it is something that is owed to you, it is due to you, so you can utilize this fund for your personal self also, G. Salam, Mufti Sahib. Is it permissible to relieve oneself from the ihram? It is, yes, in the Hanafi and Shafi Madhab, that you can cut your own hair, you can cut your own hair to come out of ihram. Uh, if you don't find any barber near you, sometimes we have to walk, like nowadays, many of those uh, shops around the haram, it was closed when we were there. So uh, what we did, we relieved ourselves by just trimming some of the hair. And then later on, when you get to a barber, you can remove the rest uh, of the hair, G. Yeah, like a uh, rat by dye. Hey, take your own scissors and cut your hair, people. Yeah, but make sure you go back to the barber and make it, uh, get it in alignment. <laughs> Mufti Saab, uh, do the angels attend uh, women's uh, zikr circles if the women are beheaded? <laughs> That's a intriguing question. It is intriguing. You know, being beheaded in your own house, in your own home, there's nothing wrong with it because you're within the confines of your own home. You've been commanded uh, to cover your aura, to cover your hair in solar, and also to cover yourself outside of your house and in front of uh, na-mahram men, in front of strange men. That is where you've been commanded to cover your hair. So even if a person makes a dhikr, uh, of course, dhikr also has its specific adab, specific etiquettes that one should adhere to. But if a person makes a dhikr, you know, sitting there, uh, and there's a few other females also, of course, the Malaika of Rahma, the angels of uh, mercy, they descend on all these uh, gatherings where dhikr is uh, taking place, you know. So, yes, uh, I cannot discount uh, the fact that and say that uh, for a definite they won't be uh, getting the visit from the angels. They will be getting a visit. In fact, Shafat, it is there. We cannot discount it, G. Uh, how much uh, percentage uh, can a person charge uh, for late payments? The maximum and minimum amount percentage is zero. You are not allowed to ask any uh, percentage. You're not allowed to add anything extra, even when a person uh, pays you later. Uh, uh, you know, later meaning that uh, he didn't pay on time. So whatever you have added to that, that will be considered interest. It will be considered the riba. You have to have some tasamuf, you know, you have to oversee people sometimes. Sometimes genuinely they are late because of uh, uh, not being able to access their funds. Or for whatever reason, you know, that uh, be lenient with the people in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be lenient on you uh, on the day of Qiyamaji. Mufti Sahib, can a person uh, buy goods uh, when they are available and plentiful and sell them uh, when the prices rise? Is this hoarding or profiteering? (laughs) That is profiteering, that is running a record and that is what we've been uh, prohibited from doing. Remember during COVID time, uh, Shafat, how people were pushing up the prices because of scarcity of commodities. So that is exactly what Rasulullah uh, prevented us from doing, you know, that at a time of need and when there's scarcity, then uh, pushing up the price. Like the oil, for example, now 
and uh, basic stuff, wheat, etc. Uh, when there's shortages, then they push up the prices. But when the, uh, there's a plentiful, they don't drop the prices again. They keep it like that. So uh, that is also not correct, you know. So you're not allowed to do that. Is hoarding and that is profiteering also. G. What's uh, the ruling on uh, makeup brushes uh, made from animal hair? Animal hair brushes, it is permissible to use as long as it is not human hair or as long as, as, as if it is not uh, that the hair uh, taken from, uh, from hogs and from pigs, you know. So that type of brushes is not permissible. You have to ascertain, you have to verify before you make a purchase because many of these bristles that you found find on these brushes, it actually contains hair or, or strains of hair taken from pigs. So that is not permissible for use, G. Mufti is a shirk, uh, is it a shirk to read horoscopes? Shafat, you know, if a person reads horoscopes and he believes in what, uh, it is, what is written there and recorded there, then the hadith says whosoever goes to these astrologers and these people, fortune tellers, etc., and uh, they believe what these people are saying, they have disbelieved in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa because it goes against Qadr, it goes against Taddeer, it goes against predestination. So you're believing and you are affected with the words of these magicians and these fortune tellers, you know. So you should not focus on that. In fact, there's no benefit in reading it, even if you don't believe in it. There's no benefit in just reading it because you're just wasting time. And time is very, very valuable asset for a Muslim. So we should not even waste our time. And, uh, and even if you start reading this and you don't believe in it, somehow, somewhere you will get affected with uh, what is written there, Shabbat. So best is to abstain and refrain from reading G. Uh, Mufti Saba, what is the exact date uh, that the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, passed away? We cannot say for a certainty what is the exact date because there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars, amongst the historians. So some will say the first of Rabiul Awal, some will say the second of Rabiul Awal, and uh, then the preponderant uh, general accepted view is the twelfth of Rabiul Awal. So that is the most famous view uh, that Rasulullah passed away on uh, that particular day, the same day as uh, has been recorded for his uh, birth also. So the birth and his demise happened on the same day, the 12th of Rabiul Awal, according to the most uh, uh, famous views of Shafat. But there's other opinions as well, so that's why we cannot pinpoint and say for exact that he passed away on that exact day. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, what to do with amputated limbs? Amputated limbs, you can wash it, you can wrap it in a piece of cloth, and then you can bury it in the magbara. You can ask them to open up a special place there, and then uh, you can uh, bury it. There's no salatul janaza or nothing else on that uh, piece of lump because uh, the person is still alive. G. Can uh, we decorate our masjid for Maulud celebrations? Da in the cup. Hey, hey. That's <laughs> cruel celebrations, Amana. Yes, not only in Cape Town, in Egypt, in Tunisia, and elsewhere in the world, you know, people decorating the masjid, the house of Turkia. Turkey also. They, uh, Pakistan. Yes, I see many, many places. India. So uh, what we should do is we should avoid extravagance and we should avoid wasting money, Shafat. If these uh, uh, b- b- balloons and whatever else they're using to decorate the massage, if that causes a distraction to the Musalloon, then of course it is not permissible and it will distract the people because uh, we are coming there to perform Salah, we're coming there uh, to make ibadah, to read Quran, make dhikr, etc. You know, now we are dressing up the masjid and we're following exactly. And this is a narration that comes in Abu Dahud of uh, Anas radiallahu anhu or Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. We said 
that we will follow the Jews and the Christians and we will decorate and uh, make our masjid similar to what they do to their synagogues and what they do to their churches. So they're also some sort of prohibition uh, regarding that, you know. So all of these things is best to be avoided and stay away from them from conflict and from unnecessary disputes, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, during the week I received an uh, uh, SMS which says, Palestine is surrounded by Israeli troops. Israel is angry because the Turkey cornered Israel. They carried out a ground attack on Gaza, Hezbollah leader and so forth. And many of us sent it. But sometimes we find that these are false news. We get emotional and we, uh, you know, is uh, someone uh, using us uh, to make money out of our SMSs and our airtime because it all costs money to send and forward and so forth. What do we do, Mufti Saab? This is uh, shocking indeed. And sometimes when the true news comes, uh, we think it's uh, false news again. How do we decipher this uh, media, especially us Muslims being duped, uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, so we always tell the people they do not send unverified information, do not forward unverified information. Sometimes these uh, same shayateen, there are other people sending out these messages because they're profiting from us. Uh, like you've mentioned now, uh, it costs money to send an SMS, to use your data, etc. So m- much of the information circulating on social media, it is only there as a distraction to distract us from more important things that is happening to our Muslim ummah across the globe, Shabbat. So yes, uh, many, many instances you'll find in Palestine that it's, it's old news that has been rebranded and repackage and repurpose as something new. So even for news coming from Palestine, we have to be careful. And uh, then there's a lot of people are collecting for this cause also. So they're making money. So whenever there's something happening there, the first thing you'll see that uh, the donation boxes come out. We have to collect funds and send it to Palestine. So they're also another money-making gimmick that we have to be careful of, G. Yes, uh, absolutely, Mufti Saab. And also, uh, you know, we have uh, a very dear listener that uh, listens to us. He's also a cousin of mine. And he says, uh, please, uh, Shafat, uh, tell Mufti Ibrahim Smith to, to make special duas for me. I'm in hospital. Was told by my cardiologist that I uh, require a triple bypass. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, your duas are for Ayyub Hussain, a wonderful gentleman indeed. I mean, I mean, Allah grant him shifa and kamil and la yugadil saqama. Such a cure, you know, in Allah make him recover to such an extent that no trace of the illness uh, remains. Yes. So when a person undergoes a surgery, so that is also a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because for every pain that he feels at that moment, it is an expiation of his sins. And then they also closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should request dua from our sick people, Shabbat, because definitely they are more closer to Allah than what we are. But nevertheless, we still make dua for him and for everyone else out there who is uh, suffering and who is uh, sick at this point in time, G. Mufti Saab, I recently saw a, uh, a composite making its way in uh, social media and it says, uh, help the imams, uh, they like uh, Muhammad, please help them, they need your money. But Mufti Saab's alims don't beg and how can this people be like Muhammad? Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never ever begged in his life. Please Mufti Saab, put this to bed. This is actually shocking. And what will non-Muslims think of us as a deen? And uh, this is a, uh, this is something that is not right to do because our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's name has been uh, uh, affected. How do you respond to that Mufti? It's very, very simple to respond to that. It is actually the communities that are failing the ulama. If the communities come together and uh, they pay the ulama decent uh, salaries, then they will get leaders in ulama. 
However, if you pay them um, peanuts, then you will get monkeys. You'll end up getting monkeys for leaders. They will have to run around because they cannot make ends meet. In Cape Town, it's even worse. Ulama earning two, three thousand rand a month. Who can live from that money? You know, Shabbat, it is, it is because people undermine Islamic knowledge and they're giving a preference to secular knowledge. So a person with four or five years degrees uh, of a secular university, you earn thirty, forty thousand rand a month. But a person with six years degrees coming from uh, an institute that is in charge of your dini affairs, that you expect him to take you to Jannah, you expect him to bury your children, to uh, make the car of your children also, that person you want to pay peanuts, uh, let alone controlling him also. So my advice, and I gave this in a lens also, when some ulama came to me, young ulama, asking me for advice, I said, become independent, become financially independent, open up one business and do khidmat of deen, Purely for the sake and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do that, then you will achieve greatness. But the yelping and uh, all of these things that they are doing, if the money is genuinely going to the imams, then uh, no problem, you know. But uh, if it is not going to the imams, then that would be a major problem. Sometimes they are forced to uh, resort to such uh, methods where they have to go around. And uh, that is also not commended in Islam. Like you said now, Rasulullah didn't do this uh, shafat. But uh, if the people have no other alternative, then what do you expect them to do? They either forsake that Islamic knowledge and end up as normal workers working in some plant, some shop, etc. Or you look after them and uh, they will continue serving the DNG. Oh, now I know why the uh, ulama leave the posy to go to Josie. <laughs> I got an idea, people. Yeah, it's a very, very sad. And, you know, Mufti Sahib, whenever I used to be invited by Darul Ulums to do a media presentation or a media course, and you know, I did that quite often yeah. in some comparative religion courses, I always told those alims, the prospective alims, get independent, go do a cell phone course, go do a yeah. cell phone repent course, go become a plumber. And, uh, you know, go do something that will, you know, inshallah, you'll be self-sufficient. So you will be not at the whims and fancy or the mercy of the trustees of these uh, masajids or yes. neither even of the community. You'll only ask Allah and you'll call upon Allah. And maybe Allah will make you so, you know, free that you yes. say, no, my, my imamat is for free and my teaching is for free. And you'll notice a baraka, the yes. baraka that will flow in your business, like the billions of rabbits you have in your urum day. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, you can have the Smith rabbits, the best <laughs> ever. <laughs> I tell you, a brilliant, uh, come, uh, you know, moment and brilliant times with you on uh, Sidious FM, especially on the Q&A, and uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this morning. Yes, I echo your sentiment, Shafat. I agree 100% about people becoming independent, especially ulama, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still in the month of Rabi'ul Awal, saying, abandon the root upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, my uh, Juma lecture will be here, it will be live streamed also on that app, you know, so those people want to listen, they can listen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all our deceased Jannah to Firdaus, and may Allah grant all our sick people out there complete cure in recovery. Jazakumullah khairul jazah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Absolutely, mashallah, morning in your company, Yusuf Asmal. You too, brilliant indeed, uh, lovely, top tech indeed, and uh, people... Keep it locked on to uh, Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting. Lovely Nasheed interspersed. And uh, don't forget the spiritual hour coming through. And uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain, uh, Dhamad Barakatama, giving us uh, the translation of the Qutbah from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.